Welcome. To Arcade Audio. And my name's Peyton Come on over Cause we're still waiting It's movie night And we're both gay It's hard to find A movie that way Lucky for you We found a few It's Queer It's movie night Hi. Hi Welcome to Queer Movie Night I'm Deb And I'm Peyton and Deb, would you like to introduce our very special guest this week? Ooh, sure. We've got the beautiful, talented, <laughs> intelligent, renowned Damon Royster. <laughs> yeah, guilty as charged. Hello. <laughs> okay. Lock Damon. me up. Lock me up. Lock me up. It's all true. <laughs> uh, hi. Hi, you guys. How are you doing? Hey. Good. So good. You? So stoked you're here. Um. Damon is the best. We got ourselves a star here. <laughs> you ready? And I, y'all, I just got done with a hike. I, I hiked to the Hollywood sign here in Los Angeles. So I am full of uh, endorphins and self-importance. So I am ready <laughs> to talk. I'm glad someone, <laughs> did, a, I'm glad someone did a hike before this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm wearing, I'm wearing what I wore yesterday right now. I'm, I'm literally wearing like pajama bottoms. So yeah, I'm literally wearing pajamas. Um, that <laughs> different, is different. Incredible. <laughs> I know. Um, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the film that we're covering today is um, a wonderful movie that just came out this past summer. It feels like it was so long ago. Um, Fire Island. Uh, Fire Island. Fire Fire. Island. um, With some of my favorite people. Uh, that I don't know, but wish that I did. Joel Kim Booster, Bowen Yang, um, Matt Rogers, Conrad Rickamora from How to Get Away with Murder. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Going uh, from Twink to Absolute Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the natural progression of all twinks. He's so cute in this, though. And he was oh, cute in yeah. How to Get Away with Murder. Yeah. Damon, may I say this? Uh, I'm going to say this on behalf of Damon. So Damon and I have known each other a long time. <laughs> Dude, I forgot yeah, thank you. this. I my, was supposed my... to give like an intro about you. Oh, okay. Oh, my right. mic went down, so this is great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Met in Chicago, improviser for a long time. Damon and I also just just did the short film that Kennedy Baldwin and I just did because we had a similar conversation. And I did know this about you, but I did find this out. It was drilled home during the shoot that you are a big Grays fan. So I'm assuming that that does that mean you're a Shonda fan in general and you're like Shonda Land anything you're into? Because I know you watched How to Get Away with Murder as well. I did. I did. So I love seeing Conrad <clears throat> first name basis. Um, I don't know. I think I was a Shondaland girl, but then I watched Inventing Anna and that was when I was like, I, maybe I don't <laughs> oh, need no. to watch everything. <laughs> I haven't watched Inventing Anna. Were you still, are you all caught up on Grey's? I am caught up on Grey's as of last Thursday. I watched all of Scandal and I would say for the first two years, loved it. The last five hated it. 
of Scandal. The last yeah. five. Same. Oh my God. Yeah. I love. <laughs> it's a hate watch. I watched. I watched till the end, and it was messy. It was, I actually I stopped oh like second to last season, and I loved like the first two seasons, and then I kind of was like, I don't know, why I'm watching this. And Kayla and I did. I did tell Damon this as well that we watched Grey's for a very long time, and then eventually looked at each other one day, and we were like, Do we? Are we invested anymore? And realized we weren't. But I would say. <laughs> Damon, wh- who's what's going on with this person? And then you would update me and let me know. <laughs> I did do that, yeah. What was happening? Like, mm, so where's Arizona now? And you're like, gone. She's gone, yeah. <laughs> She's gone. She's back That's in New York with Callie. Yeah. yeah, but it's good. Right. That's how I found out Calzona got back together. Right. I texted yeah. Kayla and I was like, you'll never believe it. Calzona's <laughs> together off screen. Off yeah. screen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was like a text message exchange. Yeah. 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 Arizona's yeah, I... on the phone like, we're back together. Yeah. <laughs> I almost, I almost gave up on Gray's last season, mm. which last like season, I you made it yeah, this long. Yeah, I mean, I'm still watching it. I'm all well. I, I think I might have be one episode behind, but um, I remember I heard that they were doing like new interns and everything, and I thought like maybe that's the energy that they need. Um, so I finished what I missed from last season, and now I'm caught up. Um. Mm. But yeah, I watched, I think, I haven't watched all Shonda. She did like that, like Romeo and Juliet show or something. Yeah, I, I've skipped that one. I yeah, I, I did watch Off the Map and I really actually loved Off the Map. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, which was like Grey's Anatomy, but in the jungle. Um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> and From then, the poster, that's what it looked like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it had the, have you ever seen the show Wonder Falls? It's Mm-mm. like a Brian, yeah. it was a Brian Fuller show before Pushing Daisies. And it was okay. like this kind of like Joan of Arc type thing where like these inanimate objects talk to this girl, but it was really good. But the lead from that show was on it. Um, on Off the Map. On Off the Map, yes. Okay. And she was basically the Meredith Gray of Off the Map. Um, and <laughs> sorry, and, you said her um, name. Yeah. And, I wa- and I've watched all Bridgerton and I've started reading the Bridgerton books. Oh yes, I forgot that Shonda I as well. I forgot Bridgerton is Shonda. Yeah, how did I, I forget? I love Bridgerton. I love Jonathan Bailey. I assume he listens to this podcast. I'm. Um, <laughs> he obviously <laughs> listens. To this. I'm so excited Duh. for uh, for Jonathan Bailey as Fiero and. Wicked. Oh my god, I'm so down for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so down. Okay, I have a confession. I we watched the first season, but we didn't watch the second season. We the watched second, the first episode of the second. The season. second season's better. Yeah. Well, that's what everybody says. I know, but for some reason, there was nothing like. It might be too straight for me. I'm sorry. I know it's it's, very campy. It's enemies to lovers. It's enemies to lovers. I know, but like they're straight, and you know, I will. I watch. I watch uh, uh, so much. I am not a media. I'm not picky about my media, like straight or queer. But Bridgerton is so straight. And it kind of irritated me that not one person was queer in the second season. That I was like, Damon's no. raising his hand. I'm sorry, Damon. Uh, Damon, you, you have the floor, Ben. You know, Jonathan Bailey is queer in real life. In real life, but why is there no queer people on the show? I I, I do feel you. I do feel you. Um, right. I am giving the show one more year to get gay. Okay. Bef- but I because I do feel it. But I respect I, that. I love Jonathan Bailey so much and I love him and Kate Sharma. I just love that. Oof. That intense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dare I say uh, Jane Austen-esque. Much like. Yeah. Ooh, much like the film that we're talking about. Sorry. We haven't. Ready for these transitions. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Stop doing our job for us. You're showing us up. <laughs> 
Um, did we? Did I say we were doing Fire Island already? Yeah, I did. I think you did. Um, yeah, I love. I mean, what I, I'm going to ask you these questions in a minute, Damon. But like when I heard about this movie, I was so excited. One because of Joel Kim Booster and Bo and Yang. Um, and two because I heard it was an adaptation of Pride and Prejudice, which I love. Pride and Prejudice, the BBC series, and uh, Bridget Jones's Diary, which was another adaption of Pride and Prejudice. Um, so the so I'll go ahead and ask like the questions that we usually ask our guests. One is Damon, what is your relationship with queer film in general? And two, what what is your relationship with this film? When did you first see it, or how did you first see it, and why? Uh... <laughs> so um, I don't no shade to anybody who prefers the Kira Knightley version. I knew, Damon, it, David, just... <laughs> I knew that's what you were thinking because I could see it in your face, and I was like, because was like, Peyton specified me? BBC, which a lot of people mm-hmm. say that they prefer the BBC Colin first. Right. But personally, I'm a Kira Knightley, Matthew McFadden, right. Pride and Prejudice fan i'm doing the thing with the hand Mm -hmm. yeah i had my first ever gay experience watching watching that movie in a girl's basement Mm -hmm. (laughs) well actually not the not my first gay experience my first like um like almost sex awakening gay Mm. experience oh okay where yeah yeah where's like okay you know what i mean do you know what i mean you don't know what i mean because i'm not being it's like um (laughs) okay i'm not gonna share friction Yes, exactly. It was like dry humping through jeans as like Oof. high schoolers when you don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> high schoolers. <laughs> and you're like, this is sex, right? Um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I was like 17, but that's what I think of when I think of that movie. And also when I was like head over heels in love with this girl who broke my heart and I was like, oh, I want to be with her. I was 16. First gay experience. You know, you're obsessed with the first person that you're like, whatever. Seuss. I know. And I would <laughs> listen to the Pride and Prejudice um soundtrack the score i had it on cd and i would drive around my hometown pining for her listening to it and sob in my pickup uh, truck do <laughs> that score so that sounds like heaven to me um <laughs> yeah and this again the transitions are seamless uh into my relation to queer it's films okay, nikki i'm all right <laughs> Nikki's face is so concerned for me. I'm like, I'm okay now. I'm happy now. Uh, Nikki, she's fine. This is what's supposed to happen. Um, <laughs> this okay, is how we good. do this. Uh, <laughs> God bless. God bless. Uh, my okay, relation. I've, I've never thought about that. My relation to queer, queer films. I definitely watch them a ton. Um, I'm still preparing myself to one day do the big gay three of Brokeback, Call Me By Your Name, Moonlight. I think in that, I believe in that. Like in like watch them all in the same. In the same day. Um, Heavy day, Damon. Yeah. Yeah. I I live heavy. I live heavily. Uh, (laughs) But what's thou love to live heavily? (laughs) Wouldn't thou? (laughs) I would, I would say if I could also, you know, market myself as a writer, um, like I only write queer romances um, because that's just what I know. And that's right what I experienced and, you know, Drew Barrymore never been kissed told me a writer writes what they know. Um, uh, love that movie. Also, Damon's a, f- a wonderful writer for anyone who's interested. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Hire me, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, um, so I think that's my relationship. It's like, uh, that's how I see the world. So that's how I choose to see film. And, um, right. I'm, I'm always a proponent of like when I'm watching something, uh, I have a queer roommate here in Los Angeles and we're always pointing out things like this could have been gay. Like these two characters are clearly in love. Um, shout out to uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, 
Buffy and Faith. That is a relationship. They were in love. Mm-hmm. Faith is one of her many uh, partners. I believe that wholeheartedly, even though certain people who wrote the show that are now defunct <laughs> didn't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm always on the lookout for how movies can be gayer because I, I, I want to see more. Damn it. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was the... um? Do you remember like what the, your first queer film or like representation was that you saw? Oh my goodness. Um, I want, <laughs> oh no, I do. I'm so sorry. <laughs> okay. it, was, it was the eating out franchise. Uh, <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. You yeah, seen I haven't either. It is. I've heard of them. There's like a bunch of sequels, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like eating out sloppy seconds. Yeah. The sequel. <laughs> uh, and <laughs> with, it's a crazy name. Cause like there's no, eating out at all in the yeah film. it's like a it's funny because it's like it's like a male male romance right it's not really yeah i don't know and, it very well but i'm gonna try to remember the intricate plot i believe that <laughs> so there are these two male roommates one's gay and one's straight and the straight one wants to get with this girl but the girl only hangs out with gay men so he pretends to be dating his roommate but his roommate has a crush on him and it's mm. like really confusing and then because of that, the gay roommate has a crush on a guy. I think that guy is friends with the girl. And they both pretend to date each other so they could date this guy-girl combo. I think right. that's the email. Okay, out. interesting. Yeah. You would think it's interesting. It's actually very offensive and poorly done and does not hold yeah. up in 2022. <laughs> but I remember when I was younger, I would like sneak down to my basement to put on, because I think it was on like Cinemax, because of course it was, and just turn the volume down real low. Be like, oh, wow, yes. Absolutely. Like absolutely. basically watching it on mute. Mm-hmm, basically yeah 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 oh gosh Ugh, memories how did you get a copy of it assuming it was a dvd i don't know oh it was not we had cable back in 2004 oh. 2005 sure 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 not even year 2002 i think um yeah just use the old cable box uh shout out to <laughs> uh comcast now xfinity shout out shout out to comcast roasters have been using you for years yeah <laughs> loyal loyal fans <laughs> <laughs> um so how did you hear about uh fire island and what about the movie made you want to talk about it today oh yeah well i mean i heard about it from another podcast the lost culture Reese's podcast uh, oh, which is love it. <laughs> bone yang and matt rogers who are in the film mm-hmm. um so they have been talking about it and um they had on joel Kim booster so i was like really getting excited um and I was surprised, like I started hearing about it like on NPR and Entertainment Weekly. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like an actual thing. Um, so that's how I first heard about it. And then what was the second part of the question? Uh, why did you want to talk about the film today? Why did I want to talk about the film? Because uh, it, I, so I obviously watched it. Uh, I watched it. I did not watch it for this podcast recording because I watched it four times this year. I'm going to be brave <laughs> and say that I've watched it at least four times. Uh, amazing. I, I love that. I really love this movie because this is the first time that it's like they're gay, but it has nothing to do with that. It's like you're actually watching them live in what I would call an authentic queer life uh, and mm. just on vacation. And, you know, there's no coming out scene. There's no like, I got to tell my parents. Um, like I love before the the amazing title sequence that comes through that song, uh, Pure Imagination, when Joel Kim Booster is like, why are we talking about straight people? We're not going to see them for a week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's not a straight person in this film. And so, yeah, I just really loved it and identified, it, identified with it. And like this, I've lived this life. I've made out, I've never been to Fire Island, but like I've gone to these kind of parties. I've had these kind of conversations. I have these kinds of friends. Um, 
and it's beautiful. And I'm sorry if I'm hogging the mic too much. Are you no, kidding me? Absolutely not. That's you're what the, the mic guests. is for. That's for what you're here for. <laughs> That's what it's for. <laughs> they get enough of us, and they certainly get enough of me. So <laughs> this is this is a good thing, Damon. Oh, um, absolutely. This I totally agree. For we just did a, a similar movie called Crush. I don't know if you've seen it. It was I did. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Where was we that, had this was that Kennedy's. Yes, mm-hmm. where we had a similar conversation where it's it's not about the struggles of being gay. This movie is not about the painful tribulations you have to go through as a queer person. It's mm-hmm. that's not, you know, what the story is. It's about queer people just living their life and actually having a good time that yeah. exists in the world. God forbid, yeah. but f- queer filmmakers seem to not understand that. Um no, they do. A lot of them do. Sorry, that's 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 a bad general. I, I was going to say, but <laughs> I think it's the people making the movies who aren't queer. They're like, well, if the gay people aren't suffering, why would people watch? Yes, <laughs> right, right. You're right. You're right. Actually, that's a good point. It does seem like the ones who aren't queer are making the more the ones that are more based on like trauma. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Um, hmm, and I mean, God, if straight people weren't bad enough. now we have more fuel to add to the fire and i don't want to stay here but i mean the same is true just in case listeners don't know that i'm a black gay man myself but the same (laughs) is true of like like you know films about slavery and like civil rights era it's like we have to show the oppression to show how important it is absolutely Um, and it's we can also have fun we can also celebrate (laughs) yeah just like living your life and having a good time and not everything is doom and gloom or like having to shine a light. I don't know. There's always like, we have, I'm a sucker for a period piece. We know that, but like, (laughs) even I am like, God, I just need a palate cleanser of just some, some gay people living their life and Mm -hmm. things go well for once. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Something else that I appreciate about, appreciate about this movie in particular is that it's a film that doesn't center, um, a white gay perspective, which is usually what we get with queer film, especially with male queer films. Um, and I just thought that that was so authentically done in this film. And um, in a way that it's not really, you know, they didn't like take a red marker and circle it for you. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like part of the fabric of the story and like the experience of the characters. And I really appreciated that. Truly, like I love you're so right how it's like it's not obvious. Like, if you know, you can spot it. Like, right when the two, you know, when the wealthy white gays are like pointing at Bo and Yang, like he's into Howie, like really him, mm-hmm. you're kidding. And it's like it's not uh overtly stated, but it's like that the, it's the racial issue. There's like, you think him? No, no, it would why would it be him? Um. So that was so cool to see, and like, uh, it's better than the Stonewall movie, which <laughs> I have not Stonewall? seen this. I have not seen it, and no. I don't. Unless someone asks us to do it, I probably won't do it. Watch Same. it. Yeah. yeah, I won't. I won't do Stonewall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No. Thank you. <laughs> um. Uh. I don't think I really need to cover much of the plot because it is very heavily um, influenced by Pride and Prejudice. Um, But it it basically follows a group of friends um, with Joel Kim Booster, Bowen Yang, um, Matt Rogers, uh, 
Tori Miller, Tomas Matos, amazing performances across the board, Um, where they have a house on Fire Island, which is historically a um, gay vacation spot. Um, And they have a house mother who sort of takes the the place of um, Mother Bennett, um, played by Margaret Cho icon. Mm-hmm. Um, she's so good. Icon legend. Yeah, she's so good. She's what so a great funny. opening line. Yeah. <laughs> can absolutely. I can I can I say funny lines from the movie? Is that okay? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. You absolutely. can say whatever you want. Just like, bitch, I thought I spelled some bottoms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's already an icon at the yeah. that line. It's yeah. great. I love it. I love it too because it's like, I don't know. I don't know exactly what I think a lot of this film comes directly from um, Bo and Yang's writing, but I do know that they originally that role was written for a, a gay older man mm-hmm. and then they couldn't work that out. So Margaret Cho. So I feel like a lot of her dialogue was written specifically for her, which makes sense because it really sounds like a lot of her stand up, which I really appreciate. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so basically they're, um, they're staying in this vacation home on fire Island. They find out because of financial struggles uh, with Aaron, Margaret Cho's character, that this could possibly be their last summer altogether on fire Island. And uh, Bowen Yang, uh, sorry, no, <laughs> I'm going to keep calling them by their actors' names. Noah played by Joel Kim booster and Howie a Bowen Yang are these best friends. And Bowen Yang uh, is the Jane Bennett uh, sort of character type where um they're very romantic and like looking for this like romantic connection um and they sort of feel out of place on fire island because of you know some some you know body dysmorphia and other reasons of feeling inadequate and Joel Kim Booster is like this very sexually liberated character who isn't really looking to settle down that type of sort of thing but Noah um decides that his main mission on this trip is to get Howie laid. And if it's the last thing he can do. Um, and so Howie meets uh, Charlie, who is one of the white gays who oh, Charlie. has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. What? Charlie's so cute. He is so cute. I mean, a lot of the people in this so movie bad. are very attractive. Uh, but yes, yeah, so cute. And their little meet cute is so sweet. Um, and they sort of hit it off, um, directly. So they get invited to this party. Charlie has this friend, Will, played by Conrad Rickamora, um, who seems very standoffish, obviously because he's Darcy. Um, and Noah overhears him saying, you know, some rude things about his friends and him and how they're, you know, taking advantage of them. Um, we sort of see this romance unfold between Howie and Charlie. Meanwhile, um, there's this distrust going on between Noah and Will. Um, and then we get the Wickham character in Dex, uh, who's also this very attractive actor. Um, (laughs) I know it's crazy. Truly crazy. An insane (laughs) body. Yeah. <laughs> can't fathom it. Almost. I wish I had my glasses like, off. How is somebody that <laughs> attractive and like I, that they perfectly eat nothing and go to like the gym statue. every single day? Mm-hmm. Just like one of the most attractive 
people I've ever seen. Where I'm just like, <laughs> how are how is anyone allowed to be this good looking? Oh, I'll tell you what, he's on a CW show. <laughs> oh wait, oh. what show is Which he on? Which one? He's on the latest Vampire Diary spinoff, Legacies. Where it's like a, a, oh, that, that's like with um. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I it right now. Yeah, <laughs> Legacies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hate that I know this. God, I don't so like this beautiful. about myself. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh. Oh, uh, what should I say next? I'm so lost. Um, I'm sorry, we interrupted you. Well, those, no, thighs, no, no. those thighs interrupted the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Those thighs interrupted me. Rudely. Nobody blame but them thighs. <laughs> I think we're almost at the Merso Tomei uh, bit. <gasps> yeah, I mean that that's not very pro- plot relevant, but my cousin Vinny is probably one of my top favorite movies. So, mm. um, mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Merso Tomei is one of my favorite actresses. <laughs> And also Academy one of my Award winner Marissa Tomei for her work uh, with my cousin Vinny. God, she's so sexy. I'm sorry, I know we're talking about her work as an actress, and she is a very good actress. Yeah. But my God, is she one of the hottest women alive? She will be one of my number one Hollywood crushes forever. Yeah, I think that's fair. We're going to talk a lot about uh, men and their hotness. So get in while you can. So get that, uh, get that yeah. one over with. Marissa <laughs> oh, Tomei is so hot, I want to fucking die. Okay, let's keep going. I got that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> the defense okay. is wrong. Yeah. Oh, so it's iconic. Wrong. The defense is wrong. wrong. Can I sidebar real quick? Yes. Do We're we believe? Here. Do we believe the the hope or the theory, the conspiracy theory that she didn't actually win? No. That it was a mistake. That her name was read. Do need, do none of you know that? I've, I've never, never heard, heard that. <gasps> who? But I don't believe it, it for a minute. <laughs> Oh my God! You don't know about it. That um, okay, the year that she won, that it was such a shock because people were like, first off, nobody ever wins for a comedic performance; they're right. rarely nominated anyway. Mm-hmm. And then she was kind of new, like she this was like kind of her big first. She she was really young, yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, there is a theory that okay, who was the person who? Oh my God! Wait, uh, Oscar win. Wait, I'm sorry. I just did this. If they say it was a mistake, Jack Palance was the was the person doing. Oh my god, the I cannot presenting think. the presenting. Jesus Christ, presenting, and that he apparently was fucked up and was like hammered and like on drugs and all this shit, and that he just said the last name that he said when he was presenting the nominees <laughs> because he couldn't like read the card and was like uh marissa tomei and the theory is that uh, he said her name by mistake but the but the academy would never admit that that was a thing and would never like go back on it so they just went along with it but i guess it was like it it, vanessa redgrave was like the pick because she like won i know and she's like this iconic actress um So that's the theory. That's a conspiracy theory. But I did just read an article recently that when Marissa Tomei, which makes me so sad because I love her, when like she hears about it or is like reminded of this theory that like people uh, genuinely believe is real, that it like makes her really, really sad and bums her mm-hmm. out. And well, you know. I don't believe it, Marissa. So I'm sorry, Marissa, that I am saying telling a story that makes you sad. But it is a crazy story, and I'm it's sorry. We all love Goss. I know. I that. will say. I will say. Marissa's defense. The same thing happened with La La Land and Moonlight, and mm-hmm. they did take it back. That's true. That's true. But this was a long time ago. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it could have been it could have been different then, it, but I do believe, and I don't think it's completely out of left field for her to have won because I believe uh, Mira Servino also won for comedic performance mm-hmm. in Lady Aphrodite or Aphrodite, the Woody Allen film, which I've mm-hmm. not seen because I haven't Woody either. Allen, but mm-hmm. um, <laughs> don't forget, <laughs> don't forget. <laughs> Don't forget when he hit the twin. What did he do? What are you guys talking about? (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with Woody Allen? (laughs) Oh, I thought he seemed like a good guy. Sorry, this is not a a bad bit. (laughs) Who's gonna tell Deb? (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine if I didn't know? Oh Oh, my god. Um, Okay, would you say that you do believe that she did win it though? I believe that she won it. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Oh, I, I believe in I my believe. heart of hearts as a Marissa Tomei fan. I I don't believe that you can just watch get over that the performance gossip. and that scene without being like she deserves all the awards. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with yeah. you. I would agree. So sorry. Just had I, to. But I also I also feel the same way about Tony Collette and Hereditary, and she wasn't even nominated. So. Oh, don't even get me started on that, Peyton. <laughs> That's one of the greatest acting performances. Period. I just I just Period. rewatched that movie with my brother and I was like the only thing I can think of is that not one person in the academy watched that movie. It's exactly what I <laughs> yeah. think it is. I think yeah. it's exactly that. I think nobody watched it. The I academy think the doesn't... academy just doesn't like horror. I, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. Nev Campbell and Scream. Mm. Oh my god. Like great performance. I don't so know. I don't know if it year. was Academy Award winning, but it was a great performance. Which is great. But you know what was but you know what it, but then but then that brings me to the fact though that Tony Collette was nominated for the Sixth Sense. So they do, but Sixth Sense was like more maybe like in the thriller world, right. and M Night right. was like new and like mm-hmm. was blowing everybody's minds. Laurie Metcalf and Scream 2 Academy Award winning. No, Debbie just- Loomis. I would say so. <laughs> Billy yeah. Lewis's Big mother. Debbie Lewis slash Billy Salt. Yeah, Billy Lewis's <laughs> Debbie mom. Salt slash Lewis. Yes. <laughs> I just watched all the screw movies this week. Um, happy uh, Halloween. Not sure when you're dropping this episode, but oh my god, we just did. Yeah, we just watched. Uh, but Kayla yeah, famously we're recording it during October. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, Kayla famously hates horror. Hates it. Hates it. Hates it. But the mm. only thing that she will watch is the Scream franchise. And she loves it. She doesn't know why. She doesn't have an explanation for it. But we just watched. We were saving it until Halloween. So last night we watched the newest Scream, which was you not fabulous. Seen oh no, because God. Kayla is very particular. If she watches right. horror, it's only in the month of October. And it's right. really honestly only Scream. And then it's like <laughs> Haunted Mansion and Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Eddie Murphy? So bad, by the way. Yeah, just rewatch. I need to rewatch the Eddie so Murphy bad. Haunted Mansion. Um, it's been a long time. It's not good, honestly. But The Muppets made yeah. one last is, year, so you can yeah, watch I love that, that one. one. I heard it's better. Is is <laughs> Am I remembering correctly? Is Jennifer Tilly Madame Leota? Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Iconic. Jennifer Tilly is, yes. Um, <laughs> she's classic Jennifer Tilly. Wow, this was such a hard pip, like break. Sorry. We're on a whole other film. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just so excited. Marissa Tomei will do so that to you. Yeah. I know. It started with Marissa, Marissa Tomei. <laughs> okay, so this was all about the thighs that started right. this. Mm-hmm. Let's the get back to the started this. Yes. <laughs> Please continue with the rest of what happens in this movie. I also love the um the dialogue in that scene where they're playing heads up and um uh max says that actually alicia vikander was really good in next machina yeah (laughs) (laughs) and mark rogers is like shut up yeah do we not think she was 
I haven't seen Ex Machina, but I'm sure she was fabulous. I've, I have not seen any of her films, so I except for that one Tomb Raider movie she did, and I was not impressed. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, heard I, the did, Tomb I did see Tomb Raider in theaters, yeah, and yeah. I fell asleep. Better yeah. look next time, Alicia. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if it's not oh, Alicia Silverstone, I'm not sitting. Um, yes, rip that, the Babysitters Club, by the way. <laughs> they, Netflix canceled it, which is <gasps> fucked. It was so good, and she was so good in it. She was one of the moms. It was so good. Yeah, that's oh, so I sad. It. I know it was so good. Another another uh, show killed by the Marvel franchise. I'm just kidding. Yeah, <laughs> which Damon. Damon loves Marvel because Damon yeah. has a Marvel podcast. Wow, we are ping ponging like crazy yeah. right now. But also, Joel Kim Booster loves Marvel, and they make a reference oh, to it. Oh, the there we go. There we yeah. go. Marvel's fun. Okay, yeah, back to the film. Good times. <laughs> Sorry. So eventually, this leads up to the underwear party where everything goes bad because you know Noah's trying to hook up with the Wickham character. I don't remember what his name is. Dex. Um, and, but there's the sexual tension between him and Will, and then Charlie and Howie are sort of trying to get together, but then another rich white boy shows up that's his ex and says that he has Lyme disease. Um, and then, uh, it's not funny, but it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because it's like why do you need emotional support for having mm-hmm. Lyme disease for like a day <laughs> incredible incredible <laughs> incredible writing um, uh, and then Luke Matt Rogers character disappears and no one knows where they are um, accumulates in uh, this scene where Noah and Howie have this coming together of like you know, know how he's like, you'll, you'll never understand like what it's like for me. Like we, we share these similar experiences, but it's still different. We're not the same exact person. Um, and so another thing that I really love about this movie is that the romance is really good and the chemistry is really good for all of the actors. But the most important part of this movie is the friendship between Noah and Howie. And you can really mm-hmm. tell that it's written and structured with the story being about them. Yeah. They're the That's heart of the film. Yeah. Their yeah. friendship is the heart of the film for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. The night after that, Luke is still missing and they don't know where he is. He sort of shows up and is sort of cagey about where he was. And then it comes out that Max, uh, this video shows up of him and Max having sex with each other. Um, and you previously in the movie, um, Max had, Max had no, not Max. Sorry, Dex. Dex. Dex and Matt Rogers. The Wickham care. Dex and Matt Rogers. Yes, uh, had had sex together, and it's on video, and it's been shared. And previously in the film, Dex had told Noah that Will didn't like him because he had an OnlyFans. Um, but it's it sort of seems like maybe Dex has a history of filming people having sex with him without their consent. Uh, so Noah and Will uh, come together to threaten Dex and make him take down the video Um, and then um, when they come back uh, Howie decides 
because like of everything going on with Will and him not feeling like good about the situation, he's going to leave the island. So then Noah basically uh, goes over to their house um, and tells Charlie what's going on and is basically like, you really need to make a big gesture to like work it out. Um, and then it accumulates in everybody uh, chasing <laughs> chasing Howie uh, by stealing a, uh, tr- uh, what is it called? The ferry, um, mm-hmm. a ferry boat, and then following him and catching him. And then Charlie and Howie uh, share a kiss. And then Will and Noah decide to give their relationship a go and they share a dance and a kiss and then everyone parties and it's a sweet ending Mm -hmm. oh my gosh that summary was so chaotic (laughs) and uh, we interrupted i mean i interrupted like five times and i interrupted like three times so i'm so sorry (laughs) (laughs) we're really throwing Um, the format out the window today I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel like no, it's actually quite fun. It's pretty refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's actually like kind of crazy and it's actually iconic. (laughs) I think you guys are mad at me and I'm so sorry. (laughs) No, we're not. We're not. We're not. Um, so now that I'm done with the summary, we can sort of get into like what parts we really loved and like really Uh. stood out to us in the film. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> so if uh if any of you would like to start that'd be good because i just talked to her a long time damon <laughs> me um i mean honestly like in, in terms of like ro- romance and rom-com like the scene where they're at the club with um joel and conrad and they're like in their underwear and it's like that Ugh, that awkward club dance where you're like, I'm not looking at you, but then like I'm like getting closer and I'm feeling you and like just the the slight graze of skin on skin, as they say, um, in the streets. Uh mm-hmm. it was very sexy and romantic. <laughs> uh I liked it. There, I like those two. The sexual tension between uh Joel and Conrad is so good. Yeah. So they have movie. really and good that- tension. Yeah, and I love that scene, the way it's shot, and like the just like the vicinity of like they're they're just like within a breath of each other is is really good and really hot. I also <laughs> so good, so hot. Really hot. Uh, I also love the scene that comes soon after that, where they're uh, where uh, Will is chasing Noah through the rain because it's like such of oh, like a yeah. little yeah. reference to. I believe the Kira Knightley version of Pride and Prejudice. I would say yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like you so want them to kiss, but they don't get to in that scene. But it's still very uh, sensual and a good time to watch. Sensual. <laughs> it's um, a really good rom-com. Like it's really good at the tension and like the... The relationships and who's going to end up with who and this person is flirting with this person and has tension with this person but it is very it's like obviously it's going to be funny because it's written and you know done by a bunch of comedians but it's so funny right. too love a rom-com that's genuinely funny yeah doesn't absolutely. always happen i mean i love rom-coms and i'm gonna watch them all all the time oh yeah um we're hooked yeah but this one like really has all the goods that make up a really really great rom-com can absolutely. i can I make a bold statement? Yeah, yes. please. <clears throat> this is this is our generation's clueless. <gasps> I was just thinking the same thing. I was just thinking the same thing. That's because so I was like, bold. 
because it's such like a good adaption of Jane Austen and like it's so true to like the source material but in a way that makes it completely contemporary (laughs) we can't okay there we go yes thank you Jane Austen's Emma (laughs) Jane Austen's Emma has entered the chat everyone it's been censored (laughs) (laughs) I think you're actually I think you're right though Damon yeah right because you know it has the Austin thing because you know Clueless mm-hmm. is based on Emma and this is based on Pride and Prejudice, but also Clueless has there's so many tiny intricate things happening all throughout Clueless that I think that's what makes it rewatchable. Mm-hmm. And like every time I, I the reason I watched this movie four times is because there's always something new that I pick up on that I did not pick up on the first time, like that scene when they're doing the countdown when the sun's setting, which yeah. <laughs> is so goofy. <laughs> but at the end, I believe his name is Tomas. Uh, mm that character uh i noticed on my second watch he like says i'm proud of you girl you I'm proud said. Of you. <laughs> yes <laughs> and then i think he says we'll see you tomorrow girls <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's like just this tiny little thing that's not the point of the seed but it's yeah. like there so like it's there for you to find it if you yeah. want to um <laughs> magic there's so much little dialogue too that you I when I watch the podcast or when I watch when I watch the podcast when I watch movies for the podcast I usually do it with subtitles because some I have a hobbit a hobbit oh my god what's wrong with me what's his name <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh so big <laughs> oh my gosh I can't even think of the name of a hobbit to continue the joke <laughs> Fro Frodo Frodo okay I guess what's getting me today yeah <laughs> i have a habit of mishearing dialogue in films so i usually watch it Aww. for the podcast with subtitles um which is fun to do with this movie because you s- catch so much dialogue that is like kind of quiet and you don't see um mm. and there's so many fun lines like that uh especially with the character tomas what a great character i love um max when they're when they do drugs at the party and then they catch their reflection in the mirror and then like is that me i'm gorgeous (laughs) (laughs) it's so good i think that's the funniest line in the whole movie uh, me too like i literally cracked up so bad and i loved them so much as a performer they they did such a this group is so good and yeah such good chemistry with each other as a friend group Yeah, I, I listened to uh, Lost Cultures' podcast when they had on Joel Kambuster and who's the director? Andrew Ong? Mm-hmm. And, yes. Uh, and Andrew, uh, he just was like talking about Roger. He's like, I just let you do your thing. And as as a as an improviser, uh, <laughs> I think we all can identify as that. Uh, it's just really <laughs> nice. It's like, yeah, let us do our thing. Like, so I, I just, so I also love this movie because, like, they're all just being themselves and doing like what they find funny, and I think that mm-hmm. often leads to good comedic results. Absolutely, mm. I'm the professor of comedy. Yeah, dare we say <laughs> improv is uh, a, a a good thing? That, you know, I, I thought know I was going to say something. You saw in my face in my eyes that I thought I was going to say something far more profound. <laughs> and then as I started the sentence, didn't know how I was going to finish it. And then ended with improv is a good thing. Mm. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Thank you for the journey. 
<laughs> yeah, my wife is standing in front of the window with my dog, uh, just going like this to me. She knows she, what we're doing. She can come in. Waving. She can come in. Is she locked out? <laughs> Open the door. She's allowed, and she's smiling. She's on the phone. She oh, she's fine. on the phone. She's on the phone. Mm-hmm. She's doing something. Um, okay, I do have one thing, but maybe <gasps> this was a part of maybe maybe this was a character choice. And I'm fine okay. with it. And I did honestly kind of forget this was based on Pride and Prejudice while I was watching it, um, mm. which is on me. But Noah, who's Joel Kim Booster's character, was a little too bitchy to me sometimes. Yeah. Sorry. I do Sorry. think that. I was yeah. like, ugh. like sometimes I was like, why just can you just be nice? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if that's the if that's a bad take. No, or not a no. not a nice one. And obviously, like love Joel, like big fan of Joel. And I'm not like I don't dislike his character. I just found him like unnecessarily spicy, like all the time. Can okay, I have a I have a comment to that. Yes, please. Uh, so I was listening to an NPR podcast, and they had a they had a thought that I think might address why you you felt that Joel Kibuster was a little bitchy is that in the original Pride and Prejudice the narrator is not Elizabeth Bennett um and so Joel has to do two things he has to narrate the mm. movie and be the protagonist and I feel oh. like I, I I could I understand like he comes off bitchy because you like hear his internal snarkiness as he's like you know right. dressing down and reading everybody for filth, but then you're also supposed to root for him as a romantic lead, and I think that is the one yes. thing that's hard for the movie to toggle. I love doing this hand motion uh, for you. <laughs> yeah, it's a great great representation of what <laughs> yeah. you're explaining. Though I am following the hand motion and going uh huh uh huh. Yeah, uh-huh. basically yeah. for those who are listening, Damon's basically <laughs> doing a little teeter totter motion. With mm-hmm. his pinky and thumb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> a, a hang loose motion, perhaps. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, God, for those so surfers. Wide. For toggling. That works for so toggling. well. For toggling. For toggling. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I think that does lead to, because it is like, why am I rooting for this man who like is so mean to his friends and like gay people in general? But I think it's, I think it's, he has to like explain the world, but then also have a storyline. Mm-hmm. And that's, okay. and, and, that's that's what I'll say that. So I I guess I say I agree, and I think that's I guess I'm just saying that's why it's happening. That makes sense. He's I also think I I took it as like, you know, sometimes when you have a friend who is stuck in a certain mindset, you find it like really frustrating that you're not able to help them directly. And I think with Joe with Noah's character, he thinks that he can just like he's like this works for me like so why don't they just do this and like it's not it's not a sympathetic character trait but it is like very human i think to behave that way and like you know the main character has to have flaws so i think that's kind of like his flaw um and like that's something that he learns from and like learns that like okay i need to let howie be howie and interact with the world in the way that they desire to yeah yeah i didn't dislike him i just wanted him to be just you hate you hate him and you want him dead no i just wanted him to be nicer to howie and i wanted him to be nicer to will like we'll just be having a conversation with him and he'd be like i'm sorry are you offended by what i'm saying i don't know i'm paraphrasing but i was like they're just talking like why do you have to be I do feel like that's like a a modern interpretation too of like the Darcy and Elizabeth 
relationship because they yeah. don't they really don't see, or she thinks that he hates her like in the in the beginning of it yeah that's a good and point not to rehash their relationship because i know they're fictional characters but will shot first uh because there was that <laughs> that yeah. scene where joel was in the closet and like yeah and then he says okay he says he's not hot enough to be that, yeah so that's a good saying. point that's a good yeah. point well see this is why i brought it up though because i yeah. assumed there'd be some sort of reason or you both would right. provide some some enlightenment right yeah i am i I'm love the um <sighs> i can't remember the exact dialogue but there's a <laughs> oh it's when um the other white gay is like my um speedo is from char or you'll you'll never know where my speedo is from and he's like is it from charlie because that's what it says on your ass yeah. and then uh will laugh like snort laughs and like joel kimbuster thinks he's like laughing at him but he's really laughing because he's funny and mm-hmm. i just really like that touch of that moment there's another part with where will laughs at something that he says and i just think that's a really cute um like sort of thing that we notice of the audience, but that the characters don't actually notice like mm. why, what their yeah. motivations are. I think that's really <laughs> funny. I love the the ongoing joke of uh, Will having like a very small ice cream cone too. That's so funny. Funny. Mm. Keeps the, keeps the why does he keep throwing it though? I was like, stop. <laughs> also, Mega, this movie did wonders for me and Kim Petras. I, I was aware of her, but <laughs> seeing Will do that like dance thing yeah. to like uh, give your heart a, or heart to break. Uh, um, yeah, I've been listening to Kim Petras all month. I yes, she great. Go off, Queen. Go off, Go off Queen. <laughs> God. Also, shout out to the song Coconuts because it man, there's nothing better yeah. than blasting that song in my car. I love it. What a good time. Mm. A soundtrack to this slaps. It is absolutely great ass soundtrack. Yeah. Also, I love the intro. With that they sing yeah. it themselves. I'm like a yeah. sucker for when for when like a cast or a specific film will take the like the opening logo for the production company or whatever and make it their own or they'll like yeah. theme it to the film. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Are you, you know perhaps it? referring to Pitch Perfect 2? Yes! <laughs> it's jarring that that was exactly what I was thinking and <laughs> you knew and they do it the acapella version. Yes. I, yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Yes, you could read me like a book. So, <laughs> yeah, Pitch Perfect. <laughs> definable movie for me <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'll say it i'll say it yeah um, big big becca and chloe shipper i used to actively read book chloe fan fiction chloe but chloe but chloe <laughs> that's a thing oh, honey. oh absolutely that's honey. A thing. <laughs> oh. i forget did so i please tell me Please tell Where me there's it? fanfic that follows directly after she approaches her when they're when they're singing um in the shower it's all of it it's almost all of it are you kidding me it's every every scene they ever have it's every scene they ever have but the shower one that's i mean my god there's that is titanium that's what it is to me me, the the subtext is there there's a reason why there's a massive horde of lesbians that love becca it's not subtext it's text it is text it's sitting right on the letters yeah there is obvious tension they all they also like really lean into it in the second one kind of in yeah. an annoying way of like oh now you're just baiting us because you're never right. actually going to go there so now it just seemed very queer baity uh yeah. but i was still a sucker for it of like britney snow coming on to anna kendrick like the whole second one uh, but i'm like i'm gonna be honest i never even watched the third one same it's bad because but... i heard it was bad and i was i wasn't i wasn't in the mood but Haley steinfeld does 
sir. So there mm-hmm. you go. Wait, I thought but she was like, on the second one. <laughs> like, <laughs> my flash side. Flashlight's great. Yeah. yeah. Saying, like, I'm trying to, what's what's the good comparison? To say like Haley Steinfeld is the best part of a movie is like saying <laughs> Um, well, at least the shot put is good. This Olympics, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> great. I think we, I think we don't remember that like Haley Steinfeld, I don't know if she won, but she was like an Academy Award nominee in her yeah, first for film Grit. as a child. One of the youngest Grit, nominees, yeah. mm-hmm. which she's, fa- she's great that's, in it. That's also great. Big, exactly. That's yeah. great. That's good for her. That's good for that's her. Great. Also big Dickinson fan. I don't know if any of you, if either. I haven't seen Dickinson. it, but I've heard. I it's, love Dickinson. I've heard it's uh, queer. Also polarizing stuff. in the queer community because people either love it or they hate it. It's very right. stylized and Debbie. they make some weird choices, but. You need to but. be my friend, Katie. Yeah. Because she loves Dickens. And I was talking about you last night because uh, she is also wearing a League of Their Own costume for this Halloween again. This is oh. Halloween that we're recording. And I mentioned these uh, two married people I know. These other lesbians you know? <laughs> know what I said? Uh, <laughs> they were the uh, Rockford Peaches. We were. Uh, very cute, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. We obviously, I like every other uh, queer uh, woman this Halloween is also, we're all going as Rockford Peaches. Um, we have technically, <laughs> like I know it really does. We've had the costumes for years though, because we're big fans of the movie. Um, uh, and then the show came out and we were like, well, fuck. Dust these off. Yeah. I mean, the, seriously. That uniform is iconic. Like, it's I iconic. Wear. You want to know what the mo- most fucked up part about us wearing that costume? So we went to a party last weekend. And I'm going to tell you something really fucked up. There were, it was mostly straight people. So that was the first thing. The second thing is that nobody knew what we were. Nobody. Not one person knew the show or the iconic movie. movie. There was maybe, it was like 80, 85% straight people, 15% queer. The queer people didn't know what we were either. They're not queer. That's what I said. And then I was kicked bring out hate, of the party. Bring no, hate crime kidding. back. Um, yeah, bring hate crime back. Uh, <laughs> Did it leave? I, we were so <laughs> no, no, upset. No. There was literally like I like bring we back went to gay the, on gay crime. I know. Mm. <laughs> we went to the bathroom at one point and I was like, "This is fucked, Kayla. We need to wear these costumes to some sort of queer Halloween event, so we can actually like not not one person. Somebody said, "Oh, I love your costumes. Are you wartime nurses? <laughs> what in the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> which i guess they do kind of look like wartime nurses whatever don't, a wartime ever, nurse looks like don't say don't that, say that. Don't, don't give them that <laughs> i hate that straight people found out about halloween right? <laughs> what else are they gonna take <laughs> just everything um <laughs> back to it um i love uh bowen yang's character in this movie i mean i'm uh, I can't obviously like I'm not an Asian person, but I I found his character in general to be so relatable to my experience in the queer community, and like my my relationship to like wanting to have that sort of relationship, um, and his performance is so good. Just like I just love I love his him in this movie. That's what I mm-hmm. have to say. I guess basically, mm-hmm. yeah. I and I I definitely also like really identified with that character. Um, I may have a best friend uh, in the world. I won't name his name. I'll put it in the chat. But uh, we definitely had a Joel uh, Bowen relationship as seen here. And you know, you know, I had a lot of 
friends who are always like, oh my God, you can have any guy you want. It's like, that's not true. Cause there's right. like, there are certain standards that it's not and like, oh, you're gay. I'm gay. We're together. Like there, mm-hmm. there's so many uh, barriers that we have within ourselves. And, you know, that's why I also love that this movie talks about this. Like there is something to race and class and, um, fitness uh right gay men are absolutely toxic uh and there's like there's just certain standards that you have to keep up um it's beautiful i don't know if i'm dovetailing on your point peyton or i'm just creating my own thing but like no absolutely i think and that's and i think it's brilliant that joel kim booster found that connection through jane austen's pride and prejudice of like repurposing that class discussion in that novel god i feel like i'm a college professor uh but it's just so cool and um i love boys (laughs) I completely agree. Yeah. And like the whole, I didn't mention this in the plot rundown, but there, um, they, there's this side character. Uh, I, I don't, I can't remember what they're called. Are they called rice queens or mm. gay men who have a fetish for Asian men? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and there's this character that, uh, hits on both Noah and Howie um, and basically fetishizes their race. Uh, And um, in this later scene, when Howie's like in a low uh, place emotionally, he, you know, is thinking about getting together with this person. And it's so obviously I can't relate to the, to the race part of it, but I, I have been in that situation where I felt like, you know, no one wants to be with me. This type of person isn't really the person that I'd be attracted to, but, but just to feel like the validation, getting validation from, from somebody is just something that is so relatable to my experience in the queer community for sure. Oh yeah. And sometimes you end up in West Hollywood at a man's (laughs) house. Who's let's say his name rhymes with glad. And he, Ask you very inappropriate questions about your race, and he says he's a new LA transplant from Alabama. Oh, uh, I'm mm, so sorry. It's okay. It was oh, I. Lord. It was at a time I was like I knew the signs. I was like I I checked out pretty quick, but I was like, damn, got me again. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, got me again. Racism. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gosh what a beautiful thing though this movie is so funny it's like such a funny like rom-com but like what a profound experience for both of you to have where like you really i feel like it's it's identifiable for anybody though Mm -hmm. um like obviously especially as as a gay man Mm -hmm. but it's i think that there's so many so many stories within this film that are relatable for it for literally anyone um can i can I absolutely turn the tables and ask you a question, yeah. Deb, on your own podcast? Yes, yes. Uh, as a, oh, okay. as a one of the one of the dings against this movie I've heard is you just oh, mostly right. from queer women and like the lack of uh, le- lesbian re- lesbian lesbian representation or any kind mm-hmm. of queer women representation. So, how did you um, feel watching this? Did you feel left out, or did you feel <laughs> like? Were there was there something for you? In I this? knew you were gonna say that, and I think that whole thing. I'm sorry if this if anybody who's listening to this disagrees with me, but I thought that was so ridiculous. Mm. This movie is not made for lesbians. I just don't think. 
I don't think it's for them. And I think we have plenty of other things that are for us. I mean, you could look at a league of their own, which is my Lord blazing a trail through the lesbian community through like for queer women. There are no queer men on that, on, on that show. And are like, I just feel like, because it's not, I just think it's ridiculous. I think that, I think it's a, a, um, dumb and i think people were looking to bring up i don't know i'm not wording this eloquently at all no no no. i just think it was weird that fire island specifically was brought like had was targeted yeah was targeted yeah because they're they're like this is not a a new thing like there Mm. are movies generally made for queer women and movies generally made for queer men and like why all of a sudden, do do we as a lesbian community need validation from this movie highlighting the stories of gay men? Like, it's just not for us. Yeah. I think it's so bizarre. I thought it was so bizarre that it was specifically targeted, especially right. such a great movie with so much with such great representation for so many different different gay men. Like, mm-hmm. it's just so weird. Like, how could you have any complaint about this movie is kind of where I'm at. Like, how could you have anything? And then, I mean, oh God, I, I would that was almost... not eloquent at all. And I really, I really no, 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 you're through gonna... it, but the whole thing just great. is so annoying to me. Yeah. I knew that's what you were going to say. And I was like, the fact that anybody would be like, there's no lesbians in it. Like right. it's not for us. Like this was mm-hmm. not made for us. I would say uh, there, Move on. there are so many weekends I go and I never see a lesbian um at all but i'm still doing stuff i'm still living a life mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well, then, and i feel like oh. some people t- sorry to interrupt you damon but some people also felt like or some people said that they felt offended by margaret cho's portrayal of a lesbian in the film which dumb. seems so yeah dumb 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 i mean margaret cho is a lesbian and i felt like her character in this she's film, literally a queer woman yeah yeah people are searching for her. Like, like, yeah. i don't know what this is of like something is too good so i must find a reason to shat on it or mm-hmm. like i must find a reason to find you might you must find something problematic in anything like i don't know what that mindset is especially when it's something so precious and wonderful literally handed to you a, like the, a part of like something for, somebody from, from your community made this for you and right. I must find something wrong with it. This actually, I know I keep talking about it, uh, no, a league can't. of their own, but this was a big thing. There were started to be a lot of people, a lot of women who were like, mm, I don't like that. A league of their own uh, doesn't have, have this, have this. I'm like, there is literally nothing. This somebody told me, Oh my god, I can't even go down this. Like, there's not enough queer joy in it. And I was like, did we watch the same fucking show? I don't know if either of you watched it, but like I loved it. This yeah, is I the most it, yeah. queer joy series yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Like at the I, there's so much of it that I you that you just have to take with like a grain of salt. And I feel like I don't know what that is where people these days lately have to find an issue with anything and everything. For and then, no reason. Like it's a purpose. gift. Oh. Sorry, Ugh, I get fired up about this. Like, absolutely. <laughs> and instead of getting fired up, I was going to throw some shade because if you wanted a movie that had gay men, lesbians, uh, queer people, bisexuals, and representation for all, you know, trans people included, you can watch Bros, and then 
that leads to a whole nother slew of issues. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> Bros was a movie that did do uh, every everyone was in Bros. Right. But I feel like there's tons of things to talk about about Bros that didn't work. <laughs> so make up your to quote Evanescence, make up your mind. Yes, <laughs> Evanescence favorite band in middle school, baby. Because they were Christians. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, honey. Um, that was the fact. Did you know Evanescence is secretly a Christian band because they met at youth camp? That used to be what what, what we would say to, to each other in youth group. I thought they were Christian band, my but were they not really? Um, no, I thought they were. I don't know. They were kind of like Lifehouse and Switchfoot, all those like mm. pop punk, mm-hmm. secretly Christian Paramore. bands. Wow, sorry. So I'll Paramore. I don't think so anymore, but I think they probably yeah. did meet when they were in youth group, right? I don't, yeah, I don't they, think so any paramour. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 <about> that time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love when they do the the Britney Spears performance. Oh, Are so you kidding good. Me? Oh my fucking god. It was I really good that. too. Yeah, absolutely. The backup vocals, get out of here. Because it's <sighs> I don't know if they'll listen to this, but Matt and Bowen, God, I just want to be their peer and not their fan. But here we yeah, are. Absolutely. I did y'all <laughs> did y'all see them when they were in Chicago for Sketchfest on their team Pop Roulette? Oh, no. no. Oh my God. You missed out. Uh but they <laughs> Uh, they they got their start uh, as like an independent uh, musical sketch comedy team. Um and that I first saw them in Chicago. Um now they're on my television. Uh and they, so I knew they could sing. So it was just so nice that they found a way to put in their musical yeah. talents. And yeah. Yep. Well, they end it. they end every episode with the song. So I mm. <laughs> also I do. would love to attend what they like the events they were singing at. Oh, yeah. absolutely! It's so much yeah. shit. They there were not enough people there. I was like, I don't know the vibe. I'm obviously maybe that's yeah. just not this the vibe. This made me want to go to Fire, Fire Island, Fire Island, sure. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's my bad. That's another great thing about the movie is that I feel like even though it highlighted the, you know, socioeconomic, the racial um, issues that come with like these queer gatherings and spaces, it still felt like a love letter to Fire Island as well. And like, yeah, yeah, it made me like, want to do more gay stuff and be a part of the experience. I know, it made me want to go to Fire Island. Yeah. And I'm a lesbian. Well, that's the way I said it, and made even me want to go. Well, there's a there's a spot for lesbians. Isn't that Cherry Lane? Is that what they call it? It's Cherry. Oh Lane. yeah, Cherry she Grove. mentions it in the movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. So there is a place for me in Fire Island. This movie that wasn't made for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, after all that. Yeah. <laughs> I literally just popped off and got sweaty. I was so in. I had so many intense feelings about it. <laughs> that means I'm it's real. Complain. You're totally fine. Yeah. Um, any other lasting moments or parts about the movie that we want to talk about before we start wrapping up and rating the film? I I just want to say that I liked I like the ending with Joel and Conrad, those characters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How it was just kind of like, let's just see where this goes. Like let's just yeah. just keep just keep going. And you know, I like maybe, that. Yeah, I liked it. I like that the film established that Joel's character was not necessarily, um, you know, into monogamy or like this, this generalized um, 
type of relationship that is really romanticized a bunch or um, among most people as we know it. Um, and I feel like when when we see queer films that like a lot of people get to see, um, it's always um, about like a monogamous couple and and the the general heteronormative relationship, mm-hmm. which is great. Like that's what I want, and like I'm sure what a lot of people want. But I liked that that Joel was not that type of character, and that he didn't change in the film. Like he still felt that way at the end, and was like, you know, I don't know if monogamy or like a, an established relationship are, t- are my type of thing, but I have this connection with you, and I want to see where it goes and how it goes out and the, and the open communication that they gave each other and everything that was really nice. Mm-hmm. It feels yeah. more realistic too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, Stop saying I love you at the end of these rom-com movies. You right. You're right. Yeah. That was funny possible. when that was funny when Charlie's character said like, I love you. And they're like, no, like, that's too much. It's been like three days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. And I do, I, the, I, I wanted more from the ending just because like, I just wanted to live in this world a little bit longer, but, but I do, I like the ending and I, I, I like how they did it. Um, uh, and originally I think this was supposed to be like a series when it was for Quibi. Um, wow. Which would have been interesting to remember her. <laughs> it's so funny because wow. they make a Quibi joke in the, in the movie, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, I don't know. Whoa, uh, I, I, I don't know. I like, I like what they did and, I I don't think any mistakes were made. I think it's perfect the way it is. Mm. Um just like all of us. Just like, mm. Um <laughs> So when, <laughs> when I have sometimes in my head now. <laughs> when we rate uh when we rate the film, we usually go off of two different scales. One is the Vito Russo test, which is a mediumetric for uh, evaluating queer represent queer representation in film, um, it follows three rules: one that the film has queer identifiable characters, which this one does; two that the queer identifiable characters have personality traits other than being queer, which I would say this one does. All the character, most of the characters are pretty layered um, and uh, contain multitudes. Um, some of I would say like the smaller bit parts are caricatures, but that's fine. Um, three is that. Uh, removing the queer characters from the film would change the plot significantly. I think if you removed all the queer characters from this film, there would be no one on screen. Um, so I would say this movie passes with flying colors for the Vita Rosa test. Mm-hmm. Um, and third is our... Thank God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> third is our homebrew uh, zero to six scale where we pick something iconic from the movie and decide how many pride flags, whatever the film gets. <laughs> I don't know. What was something iconic? The little ice cream cones. Oh, uh, ice cream cones. All um, those drugs they had. All those drugs. All the had. drugs. The pill, that, the pill that Matt Rogers dropped on the floor and doesn't know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, or <laughs> Charlie Speedos. Charlie, Charlie Spe- Speedos. Charlie Speedos. Yeah, we can do Charlie Speedos. Let's do Charlie Speedos. Me. Um, I personally, I would give. I think I would give this film a six. I don't. There, there wasn't anything. I mean, it. It always. It's almost 
constant like when this film is when the film is written directed produced from a queer perspective like they never get anything wrong like i i didn't there wasn't anything in this movie that like made me cringe and was like oh a straight person was part of creating this moment like Mm -hmm. i thought everything was good when it came to queer representation in the film and and then separately from that, just my enjoyment of it. I I thought it was a perfect movie and in, in what it was trying to do and how I received it. I'll go next. Same. <laughs> same. Honestly, same. We've been on a good string lately. I know. We've been we've been really like ra- been high there rated been, ones recently. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know the whole gist of our podcast and that we've had for years now right. um is that we want to we want to you know talk bring about the cream of the crop to the top. Yeah, yeah. Good queer uh media, yeah. but this the, but but we do we there have been many an episode where maybe right. we've we've picked things based on recommendations didn't watch them till after we chose them right realized they weren't as good you know what I mean I but I noticed recently I've been saying six a lot know, lately I and I love that and that's such a good sign for queer film yeah we're on a good trajectory for sure. um wow such a bright. spiel what was it <laughs> the future is bright the future is bright in the future baby. Right now it says six. Six Charlie Speedos. Great <laughs> film. That doesn't make sense, but it, I hope it sounded cool. <laughs> Damon? Oh, who, me? The one yeah. who chose this film? <laughs> let, let me think. Uh, I First of all, I'm going to give it five Speedos because the six Speedo, we're going to talk about that one. I want okay. that one. Uh, That's a speed. Is it a thing? I want that Speedo in the character of Dex uh, over his enormous thighs. <laughs> a finger in the band Same of it that. and we pull back and we snap it into place so it, it's a six speedo but the six one i want to just uh, snap it back onto someone okay you know snap I mean? it. That's yeah. Hot. yeah 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 you know i'm just trying to bring uh it's kind like, of fun kind of flirty yeah you know you know what guys i have a brand and i just yeah. want to protect it <laughs> <laughs> so six is being my answer yes amazing cool. amazing uh thank you so much for doing this thanks for yes. chatting with us and bringing us this wonderful film to talk about um thank you for having me uh it's an honor course, anytime um you're all wonderful and i'm <laughs> i'm glad oh thank god i know <laughs> Could you, you imagine? imagine if this would have went poorly <laughs> oh, forget Lord. about it that would have gone horrible. to bed i know I we would have to break, break up our friendship, I think. Would have led to that, ultimately. <laughs> you know what? Leave it in Georgia. <laughs> mm. Is um oh. is so this will uh be coming out probably later in November. Is there anything that you want to plug? Any social media you want to share uh, with our listeners? Uh yeah. Um, check out my uh, social media. I'm Dayman Royster, uh, D-A-Y-M-A-N-R-O-Y-S-T-E-R on Instagram, Dayman Royster 88 on Twitter. Hey, if you follow, I'll start tweeting again. Um, you can also <laughs> listen to my Marvel podcast, Podcast 616. Kind of the same thing as this one, uh, but we mm-hmm. we watch Marvel movies and I have comedy people on there. You two should be on there at some point. Um, I love that. I love Marvel movies. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You might have to do Ant-Man and I'm sorry. Um, I like Ant-Man. Why? Because nobody fine. else will choose Ant-Man man you're damn right um so (laughs) here i found them uh so check out that and then um yeah follow me on social media i'm sure i'm doing some show that sounds like me 
Yeah. Oh my god, I'm doing a Christmas show December 14th. <gasps> yes. At the Yard Theater. Uh, a part of the Chilex Comedy Collective. Chilex. It's a bunch of people from Chicago who do comedy shows in Los Angeles. Yep. C-H-I-L-A-X. And we're doing a Christmas show December 14th. If you're in Los Angeles and you want some Christmas spirit, come to the Yard Theater. Damn. Oh, oh, wonderful. Uh, oh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. Let us know if there's films that we haven't covered yet that you want to hear us talk about. Um, you can follow us at Queer Movie Night on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow me at Peyton Cody Lynch on Instagram and Twitter. Me, Deborah Duncan, on Twitter, and Deborah D. D- Oof. <laughs> uh, Deborah D. Bag on Instagram. Wow. Hmm. I'm okay. and thank you so much for listening we'll have another uh episode for you in a couple weeks uh we love you goodbye goodbye thank you for playing arcade audio play more at arcadeaudio.net